oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto farts. I'm a child. Shall we call Brandi? Stack that boop. Bing bong. I farted. O'Reilly. Hello. There she is. Can you explain to me? I can. I know all the answers. Why? Yes. My freaking dogs have dog beds, expensive ones, yeah. cheap ones, mm -hmm. whatever, all over this house. There's mm -hmm. so many comfortable places to lay. Yet, they continue to move the dog gate, blocking the one room they're not allowed in so they can lay on the one couch I'm trying to keep nice. Because dogs are kind of dicks. They're smarter. They're not even allowed to go sleep on my bed, and they choose the white sofa in the blocked-off room. Don't get it. Dogs play dumb way too much. There's a lot more going on in that little noodle of theirs, and they are conniving and manipulative and really smart. I know that. Yeah. I saw somewhere that, that there was, like, domestic dogs evolved to have, like, an extra eyebrow muscle. So their eyes could look more human-like, which makes us think that they're cuter, like when they beg stuff and they make their eyes like... Interesting. Apparently, like, wolves can't do that shit, but domestic dogs can. So, like, they evolved something. And that's just how stupid humans are, right off the bat, that we fall for something like that. I mean, you're not wrong. We're, like, in the midst of redecorating the house. Oh, wow. Yeah. How long have you been in this new house? A while. We got it last summer, and we've just been living with old furniture. The furniture just doesn't go with the house. Like, the, the house is just confused. People walk in, they're like, what the fuck is happening here? None of this stuff fits. None of this stuff goes together. Because it's all, like, Sarah's old shit and all my old shit. And here's the deal. Old shit's got to go. we got to bring in new shit. New shit's expensive, <laughs> though. Uh, yeah, it is. So, like, we're, like, slowly bringing in new shit. And, of course, this new shit is expensive, like I said. So we're trying to keep the dogs off said new shit. And I shit you not, we got new seats that are really nice and expensive. And they came with, like, a little protect protective covering. And Sarah's like, we're keeping this on. It's like my grandma's house that has, like, the plastic lining on the couch. So we have nice shit. But people come in and they think that we are poor shit. Because we got fucking liners on shit. <laughs> Like, what's the point of the nice shit if you have to keep the plastic on? I don't know. I don't know what we're doing. Interior. Tish the Dish to come over and help you decorate. We can't afford Tish the Dish. <laughs> okay. If you can, she'll work for free. She'll work for weed. That's like the idea of like making Tish a little hat that's got a stick that like dangles weed in front of it. And that's how we, we power her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like that could be a good Halloween costume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I have an idea. Okay. So like last week we were talking about how Sarah was on the Golden Globes like pre-show. And then also last week, I don't know if you saw this, but Howard Stern like went off on the pre-show being like, they keep using this, this term T. I don't know what T is. And then it was just like a bunch of clips of like Nina and Brad and Sarah saying like, I've got the T. Ooh, I got the T. I got the T. <laughs> Which is just so funny and stupid and whatever. But I think we should have a new segment called Serving Up. The hottest YFT. Oh, I see what you did there. You know? Yeah. And like we have a hot take on some like some gossip or something. Okay. I'm in with this. I need all the hot YFT on like Miley or something. I don't know what. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like let me get that. I guess I can come in with. 
Bachelor stuff. I don't know. I don't know what like what tea we've got, or if it should just be like tea okay. that's like happening in pop culture, and then we can just talk about it. Yeah. Okay. All right. I like the bones of this idea. Yeah. Maybe this week's pipe and hot YFT is fucking <laughs> Meghan Markle and Oprah Winfrey. Did you watch the interview? I had an absolutely wonderful night that night because of that interview. I know that's so <laughs> terrible to say, but I didn't know that was coming. I didn't plan on being like, fucking buckle in, bitches. We are about to get some serious royal tea. Oh, that worked too. Oh, shit. I like that. And then I sat there. You and do I, realize we're like two years behind on the tea term. Don't care. You know that, right? <laughs> yeah, of course. I do. I remember when we had Noah on, the, I think the first time, we talked about... Uh, how she was talking about tea, and we were like, we don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, that was years ago. <laughs> years ago. That might actually been before the podcast and, like, doing the radio stuff, actually. I know. I didn't know. And don't, like, take this wrong or, like, spin this in a way that, like, I'm insensitive of, like, mental health issues or people being bullied. That's not the thing, and I feel horrible, and we'll talk about it later. But I just didn't know that I was getting that that night. You know, like I thought like that was be like a night that we watched like The Hustler. And then all of a sudden, buckle down, bitches. Oprah's fucking going in hard. And I didn't know a lot of stuff about the Royals, but I loved it. Is that making me a bad wow. person? Am I a bad person? I don't, I don't know because I haven't seen it. What? I know. I know. I know. But you know this. I've been in the horse show vortex. Dude. I just emerged last night at 8 p.m. when I got home and I slept 12 hours and here we are. So I have a lot to do today and that is top of my list because everyone's posting about it and I I, I don't know what's going on. Okay. Well, I'll give you the Cliff's Notes version, I suppose. Yes, please. How long is this interview? Not long enough. I needed more. Oh. Mm. <laughs> All right. Should we start the show? Did you at least watch Batch? I watched Batch, okay. yeah. Okay. Thank God. And honestly, I don't know why. I thought it was the finale. No. So I was very disappointed that it was, <laughs> was yeah, not. It wasn't. <laughs> but yeah, I watched Batch. Let's start the show? Yeah, we should start the show. You or me? I think it's you. Okay. Bros and Hoes, you're listening to your favorite thing podcast with... Wells and Brandy. Let's go. I drove eight hours yesterday. Yeah. And I had like 10 of these little water bottles in my car. So I'm just like drinking them the whole way. Mm -hmm. And I was doing the whole like, like holding the bottle with my right hand and also holding the steering wheel with my right hand and driving, you mm -hmm. know, and like kicked back. And I passed like eight cops. And every single time I was like, they're gonna, like how is no one going to pull me over and think I'm drinking a beer right now? Yeah. Baiting cops. I'm like, pull me over. I dare you. <laughs> didn't work. They didn't care. Did you ever have to pee in one of those um, bottles? No. Have I ever told you my pee in the bottle story? From uh, Bonnaroo? No, that oh fuck that uh. <laughs> that is the pee in the bottle story for sure. That's a good one. That's a good one. No, from Bachelor. I don't. It, it rings a bell, but let's hear it. Okay, so actually, it was Paradise. I was not the bartender. I was just someone on the show. I had a cool date with Jamie. It was the one that we like drove around. It wasn't really a quad. It was that thing that you've got where people sit side, by, side, side. by side. Yeah. Yeah. Drove around there and then we found like this waterfall and we like jumped off the cliff. It was like, it was a really fun day. I remember that. Yeah. Very cute. Uh, I, I enjoyed it a lot. How they do it is, is that like you leave together and then you get in different cars and you drive in different cars to where you're going because they don't want you having conversations with the person when it's not on tape, right? Yeah, totally. So we are driving, it's a far drive 
and from Jump Street, I have to piss real bad. Just wait until we get there. It'll be fine. I'm like, all right, fine. So I'm like, just holding my pee so bad. We get pulled over by the federales. Whoa. And I don't know, like, the legality of, of them filming there. Like, I don't really know if it's all on the level or if it's just wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Here's some money. We're filming a television show here. Don't tell anybody. Like, I don't know how it works. But I got the impression that we didn't want to be talking to the federales. Or, like, maybe, like, we'd have to, like, grease them some more. Like, I don't really know, know the things. But we get pulled over. Here's the thing that maybe people don't realize about Paradise. You are doing it in Mexico, so you have security. And the security that's with you is ex-Israeli army guys. They are don't-fuck-around guys. And they've got guns, okay? They got guns. Yikes. I think they got guns. They're just big dudes. And then the federales come. They got bigger guns, bro. <laughs> so we get pulled over. Your boy's got to pee real bad. Of course, producers are like, don't get out of the car. Stay here. We're taking care of this. And I'm like, guys, I have to pee. It takes like 45 minutes. I don't know what happens. Like, it was the whole conversation. Let me get out and go pee on the tree. And they're like, you're absolutely not getting out of this thing. If you get arrested, one, <laughs> Jamie's not going to have anyone to go on a date with. And two, not good. All right, then I'm going to pee in here. So mm -hmm. they gave me a Gatorade bottle, and I went to the back, and I filled that sucker up. Ew. Okay? Then I just had, like, a just piping hot, you know, and, and originally it was red flavor. Guess what? It was lemon-lime after that, baby. So then finally they let us go or whatever, and then we get to the place that we're going, and Jamie gets out, and she's, like, pumped for the date or whatever, so she kind of, like, walks up to my van because they were there first and i get out and so she like gives me this big hug and i'm holding no lemon lime wells no. adams flavored gatorade in my hand so this is a weird way to start the state but this is my urine <laughs> oh my god that's disgusting why are you holding it because no one else wanted to hold it i would have given that to a pa real quick no i listen i'm a man of the people i can't do that to somebody <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to say somebody tried to drink it. No, 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 no. All right, YFTers. I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl & Branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love bowl and branch sheets i truly do i just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy cozy bedding and for me that is my bowl and branch sheets they are made with the finest 100 organic cotton and are completely free from toxins they feel so buttery soft but they're so breathable at the same time and they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code FAVORITE at bowlandbranch.com. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code FAVORITE THING. Speaking of batch, what are your thoughts just overall? The conversation with his dad, yeah. obviously, 
the guy did not know that that's what he was coming on the show for. He thought he was coming on the show to celebrate Matt, finding a gal, and man, did they turn the tables on him. Yeah, I felt grossed out by that whole thing. The dad definitely didn't understand what he was walking into. Matt definitely leaned into it. When I went on Bachelor... Uh, I remember having a conversation with my family being like, are you guys good with this? And they're like, it's your life. And I was like, it isn't, it isn't though, because I'm signing up to do this. But if I go far enough, then all of a sudden you're agreeing to be on this television show. So if you're not okay with this, then give me the heads up because I'll pull the ripcord real quick. They were all cool with it. It's one thing that you're agreeing to become a public figure, but generally I don't think the family really is. And I don't think that dad agreed to that. Not justifying how his dad treated him or his mother, all that kind of stuff. I just felt icky about it, I think. Yeah. Like I know a lot of people after the episode last night were saying like, oh, this is the most like authentic conversation we've ever seen on this show. That's hard not to like appreciate coming from a show like this, I think. Like we, I've there's been other situations where you've seen like really real conversations on the show and it's nice to see that. But this one for me wasn't really one of them just because I felt like, yes, it's great that Matt wanted to have that conversation with his dad. And I think it's great that he like wanted to do the work to like heal those wounds, be able to move on. Like, I think all of that is awesome. I just don't think it was right to do it on TV. Maybe it would have been different if like he had said to his dad, like, hey, like, you know, or they had said like, hey, when you come on this show, like it's going to like Matt really wants to ask some tough questions and like have a real conversation with you. But I just did not get the vibe that that was how they got him on the show. So I did. I felt weird about it. I mean, who knows like what all they cut? Obviously, they kind of circled around to like an OK place. Not my favorite episode, honestly. You explained it best by being like this didn't need to be done on TV. Mm-hmm. It just yeah. didn't. Oh, I said, I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, Bachelor prides itself on doing stuff they've never done before and definitely haven't seen that before on the show. Well, actually, we have. It was a similar thing with Dean and his dad. Dean, like, got into it with his dad about, like, not really being there and kind of like the inconsistencies of the way he raised his kids. So there is precedent. All right. That's enough of the Matt's dad thing. Yeah. Then into the three women who are left. I mean, I just feel like they're just torturing Rachel now, which is hilarious. (laughs) And it's a little bit of like, okay, uh, meeting, guys. Who is having the biggest breakdown? Mm, I think it's probably Rachel. She seems to really not be doing well with all this. All right, let's have her go last. (laughs) Let's see how far down she can spiral. (laughs) She's been slowly spiraling since the beginning. Is it spiral or is it looking for an exit under the guise of freaking out? I don't know. I really don't know. I just know that ever since day one, I've I've just seen some, like, instability in her emotionally. You know, stemming from, like, her not being able to handle, like, his relationship with the other women. I don't know. It's just been a constant thing this whole season. So I just feel like she's, like, hitting a breaking point. Number one, Michelle, the date. Fucking gross, dude. I mean, you are going to have so many zits after bathing yourself in butter? Are you kidding me? That can Did you have done that? I would have been like, fuck, this is so bad for my skin. Yeah. I would be like, can we at least get some coconut oil or something like decent for my skin here? Who does that with butter? I mean, no one. I think that was the point. Even like the milk bath. That's kind of a thing. 
milk baths? I think so. Like when you have the chicken pox or something. <laughs> yeah, but they love the chicken pox. They're grown up. <laughs> oh, I mean, I it mean, was, it was like, weird it as hell for sure. It turned into an episode of Fear Factor. Let's <laughs> get weird shit and see if they'll do it. I honestly feel like the date producers are like, you know what? I'm losing it too. Let's, what do you want to do to them today? You know, I was thinking it'd be really funny if we made them rub butter all over their bodies. Perfect. Let's do it. I don't care. It was weird. He did say that he felt the most comfortable with her family, loved her family. She says she was like, I love you. I'm in love with you or whatever. And he was like, thanks for that. You know, it's like. How awkward is that? It's so awkward, bro. My my friend Kirsten was watching the episode with me last night and we both just sat there and we were like, could you imagine telling a guy you're in love with him, knowing that his response is just going to be like, thank you. You know, like, oh. Anyways, I was surprised that Brie got sent home. Like, we, I, I thought for sure. Really? Yeah, I thought for sure is going to be Brie and Rachel. Do you think that he went to Pound Town with all three of them? This is what we were wondering last night. I think so. Yeah, all three of them? I think so. My thing is, if you know you're sending someone home, I don't think you can take them to Pound Town. That's a, that's a fucked up move. Really? I don't know. That's, my, that's what I would do. I would just, like, go down on her or something. And be like, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Harsh, that is too much information for me. Just like just like try to do a good deed before you fucking ruin them with no rose, you know? I feel like if they hadn't had sex, Brie would have like been more transparent about knowing she was gonna go home. Like how weird would it be though if he didn't go to Pound Town and kept you? Like uh, it's just weird. I would be so offended if you don't want to have sex with me. The whole thing's weird. I'd be so offended. (laughs) (laughs) What's wrong with me? He doesn't want to fuck me and three other people consecutive nights. What's wrong with me? Oh, my God. It's so weird that we talk about this like it's normal, and it's so not normal. It's not at all. All right. Is that it? Are we done with Batch? Who do you think is going to win? Do you think Rachel? Have you heard the conspiracy theory that he's with Heather right now? No, but you know I love a conspiracy theory, so tell. Hey, hey, guys. I got some YFT for you. Some piping hot YFT. Okay, so I cannot confirm or deny. I just saw this on Instagram, so I literally don't know if this is true. Everything on Instagram is real, so. For sure. You know that Heather was at Women Tell All, right? No, I didn't know that. Not sure if it is true either, but it looks like they cut her out of it. Like, there's this one shot from behind, and you see a very tall blonde with very long hair. You just see, like, the back of them. And then Heather, on her Instagram, like, on her reels or whatever— she paused it at that moment, and then it's a shot from behind her, and it looks the same. And then she turns around and gives like a, hmm, like, look, look at me. I was there. Weird. Yeah, and then there's all these theories. Matt, you know, he lives in New York, but for some reason he's in Sherman Oaks, Cal- wherever the fuck. I don't know, somewhere in California. And everyone's, that's not where he lives, but you know who does live there? Heather lives there. So the new conspiracy theory out there in Batch Nation, which I don't know if this is true, nor do I really care, but it's kind of fun because of our new segment called Piping Hot YFT. Matt is not with Heather, which makes it so much better because that's what we wanted when she got kicked out and got mean girled. I'm kind of on board with it. Here for it. But I want to reiterate, I have no knowledge if that's true or not, but I love a good conspiracy theory. Right, right, right. 
Are we done with Batch? I think so. Okay. It's, yeah, I'm just like, when are they going to announce The Bachelorette? Well, first of all, it has to happen soon because they're about to go film the show. That's what I was thinking. So I think it's next week and I think it'll be on after the final rose. It's Katie, yeah. right? It's got to be Katie. I don't know. Maybe Brie? No. Brie? I don't know. If I don't know. Serena? <laughs> no, I don't think it's going to be Serena. I don't think so. Honestly, don't know. I want it to be Katie. I think she's hilarious. Victoria? Absolutely not. Would not watch. <laughs> Will not subscribe. You are such a liar. You would totally watch that. <laughs> you would love that. We all would. We'd all be tuning in to see what bra was going to be coming out of this weird dress this week. <laughs> oh, you're so right. I'm sorry, but the fucking ratings would be off the charts with that. <laughs> Maybe they should do it, honestly. Okay, let's let's wow. pivot over to other things. You got some fave things, bro? Fave things, bruh? Yeah, do you got any of them? I don't have any. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, You know what? I haven't seen it yet. I think it just came out today. Okay. But super excited about the new Idris Elba um, Netflix movie, Concrete Cowboy. Have you heard about this? Is it a movie? I think so. Like the 80s? I don't think it was a movie. I think it was a book. It's like a modern take on a Western. Love a Western. Love Idris Elba. Such a hottie. And he also uh, is producing it, which I think is super cool. But anyway, it's a Netflix film. Super pumped about it. I'm going to literally watch it today and tell you guys about it next week. A teenager discovers the world of urban horseback riding when he moves in with his estranged father in North Philadelphia. Urban horseback riding's the thing. I didn't. I don't know. I'm so, I'm so intrigued. Dude. Okay. Fun fact: Idris Elba is a DJ. What can't he do? It's probably my know. take on it. He was also in The Office. So my other thing that I attempted to watch: a lot of YFT years have messaged me and saying, "Yes, watch Behind Her Eyes. It's so good." Have you given this a shot yet? We have, and it is very good. What? Episode one was so weird and confusing and hard to watch. How far in are you? We watched the first episode. I just like where I think it can go. Okay. Behind her eyes, it follows Luis, a single mom with a son and a part-time job in a psychiatrist's office. She begins an affair with her boss and strikes up an unlikely friendship with his wife. I mean, it's got a kind of a little bit of... um. What was the Nicole Kidman show that we just watched? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. With Donald Sutherland's eyebrows? Yeah, I can't remember the name of it, but yes. How do we already forget about it? Yeah, it's like the British version of that show. Oh, The Undoing. The Undoing, yeah, yeah, yeah. What was a bigger star in The Undoing? Nicole Kidman's coats or Donald Sutherland's eyebrows? Coats, for sure. I don't know. Those eyebrows are pretty amazing. All right, so you're going to keep on watching that. Great. Okay, I'm going to. Yeah. You got anything else? Nope. Okay. Well, all right, guys. If you hate my voice, uh, you could just stop the episode now. <laughs> There's a documentary out there called Murder Among Mormons that is so good. That sounds amazing. Yes. High stakes exploits turn deadly and shake a global church to its core in the extraordinary True crime story. Murder among Mormons. Basically, what it's about is there was 
a Mormon antiquities dealer, okay? And he was like mm-hmm. finding like letters from Joseph Smith. So I'm gonna give you a quick, and this is probably gonna be really bad, but like a quick rundown of like what Mormonism is, right? There was a guy named Joseph Smith was visited by an angel named Moroni, who from the video on the show is like a very blonde guy, looks like he's from Venice Beach, and like shows these like golden plates. And in these golden plates, it talks about Mormonism and he starts a church basically in Utah. Mm-hmm. Very, very Cliff's Notes version of Mormonism. So there's this antiquities dealer who's got like all these old notes from like Joseph Smith's wife or sister or something and like handwritten notes and and the mormon church is just eating this shit up it's just like oh my god all this old stuff this is amazing and then there's also this one piece of paper that talks about how he wasn't really uh visited by the angel moroni but he was visited by a white salamander (laughs) and it makes it sound just so ridiculous. And so, like, the church buys it because they kind of want to, like, I, I guess, like, hide this information because that seems crazy, I guess. Then all of a sudden, people involved in the buying and selling of all these Mormon antiquities start getting blown up. Straight up fucking blown up. Well, who's blowing these people up? You know, I thought you guys were these this religious... All these religious Mormons, like, why would you do this? And then it takes a crazy turn. What year is this in? 80s and 90s. Okay, love that. Yeah. The only way to keep a secret between two people is to kill one of them. This guy's voice is amazing. And he is my favorite character on this. He's my favorite person on this documentary. He's so extra. Mark Hoffman found document after document. First editions, history, Americana, worth $1.5 million. He was a rock star. He was a rock star. This is how this guy talks the entire time. It's amazing. Uh, so it's out of breath. It's very high pitched. And he's like, don't make me answer that. Don't make me answer that. I can't. I don't want to make a hero of him. Because he was a genius. He was a genius, I tell you. And I can't believe it. It's, it's the best. He's like, don't, I don't want to talk about it. And then he just fucking starts talking about it. You're like, wait, hold on. I thought you didn't want to talk about it. <laughs> this guy's, this guy's. And wait, it's a documentary, so that he's a real dude? Yes, and he talks just like this. But then there's also clips of him when he was younger, early in the days, and he talks like totally normal. What happened to your voice? No one's going to talk about this? What's going on? Murder Among Mormons is absolutely fantastic. Go check it out. And also, I'm sorry if I've offended any Mormons, but it's a documentary and I liked it, so whatever. Okay, go, go watch it. Netflix. So, do you remember the chick from Gone Girl? Mm-hmm. Rosamund. Something. Rosamund Pike. Yeah. She's got a new show out. And I think I saw this. It's twisted. Peter Dinklage, also known oh. as Tyrion Lannister. Mm-hmm. He's in this. Diane Weist. She was in, like, Problem Child. She's been in, like, freaking everything she's in this and this is a twisted fucking show and i love it it's also really funny so here's the tag a crooked legal guardian who drains the savings of her elderly wards meets her match when a woman she tries to swindle turns out to be more than she first appears i care a lot so basically like the idea is that roseman pike goes and finds old people 
and says, you're too old to like live in this house. You need to go live in a home. You're like a ward of the community or whatever. And I'm going to be taking care of you. And then she takes all these old people. And then she just like basically like, drains her bank accounts and she makes a bunch of money. And she does this Damn. to Jennifer Peterson, the character. First of all, Diane's like, I don't need to go live in a home. Like, what are you doing? And it doesn't matter. And she kind of takes her. And then, then she becomes like, you are in so much trouble. And it's like, oh, shit. And then Peter Neatley shows up. And he's, it's like, what? <laughs> and it's a series? Yeah. Good morning, Miss Peterson. I'm sorry to disturb you so early. The court has ruled that you require assistance in taking care of yourself. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm afraid it's not up to you to decide. The court has appointed me to be your legal guardian. What? You have to come with me. And remember, I'm here to help. I don't lose. I won't lose. I'm never letting you go. Oh, you're in trouble now. I am a fucking lioness. Okay, so, so good. Sounds great. Yeah. And then a show that I am going to watch, but I haven't started watching yet. Tribes of Europa. This is also on Netflix. I think I've heard of that. Yeah, it's sci-fi. It's nerdy. Here's the tag, and I'll, I'll do a better rundown for you next week. But 2074, in the wake of a mysterious global disaster, war rages between the tribes that have emerged from the wreckage of Europe. Three siblings from the peaceful origin tribe are separated and forced to forge their own paths. It's like sci-fi, post-apocalyptic, dystopian, and it looks dope. My only problem is I think some of it's dubbed and some of it's not. It's very confusing. Sometimes it looks like people are talking and speaking English and then sometimes it looks like it's dubbed. So I don't really know. That's weird. Yeah, I don't know. We finished WandaVision. It's so good. If you haven't watched WandaVision, like, I don't know what you're doing with your life. Just like get it together, kids. I finished Beneath the Scarlet Sky and I've just talked about this every episode, but just go read it. Just go read it. That's all I can say. And I'll end it there. Just go, just go mm -hmm. read it. I am excited that I just downloaded the new Stephen King novel. I don't know how this guy's still pumping out shit, but he's got a how new one. How does he do it? I don't know. But he's got a new one out called Later. And I'll, I'll have a review for you next week. So I'm going to finish this before next week's episode. That is for sure, son. He puts new books out so often. Yeah, like twice a year. I don't get it. I don't How either. does he do it? Yeah. If you're into fantasy and nerdy shit, Sarah, so I, I cannot speak for this, but Sarah is obsessed. So this is a Sarah recommendation for you. Okay. There's a show called Once Upon a Time. The ABC show? Yes. And yeah, there's I've been like, on for years. Yeah, there's 47 seasons. It's basically like every storybook character ever. Okay, Love. I watched the show when it first came out. And I watched the like first, like I would say four seasons. And then right when I dropped off, Noah got obsessed with it. And Noah was really into it for a long time. Like what season is Sarah on? Because after four, it gets a little repetitive and just like, you're kind of done. I don't even know. It's the show that she turns on when I fall asleep. And then she just like rips through season after season. So yeah, it's like Captain Hook and Peter Pan and Rumpelstiltskin and the what? Wicked Witch of the West and Elsa from Frozen. I'm like, how are they allowed to use all these people? But it's ABC and Disney. So I guess that's how. But the whole thing is that it's them, but in like, in like, they, they get somehow like transported from like fantasy world to like the real world. Yeah, I think. I don't know. 
No, that is it. Yeah. That Sin- is hilarious. That's her wreck. Oh, Literally been out for like eight years. Loves it. It's amazing. When the hell does Manifest come back? Because Prince Charming and Once Upon yeah. a Time is what's his name in Manifest. Oh, I know. Okay, so you guys know I have like a really old Land Cruiser, right? Like it's mm-hmm. slow and old and cool. And when I went, went on that golfing trip, I got a Kia Ultima that had CarPlay. Yeah. Have you guys experienced CarPlay? I've had CarPlay for years. Dude, wait, hold on. CarPlay? Welcome to the present, Wells. I get it. I didn't know about CarPlay, but let me tell you something. CarPlay is the greatest thing I've ever seen. Your boy took his 32-year-old Land Cruiser to the stereo guy yesterday. Spent a get CarPlay? Spent a cool G to get some CarPlay. Holy fuck balls. Why didn't anyone tell me about CarPlay? It is amazing. It's like my phone on the dash. It's because everyone has CarPlay and has had CarPlay for years except you. Yeah, I know, but no one told me. They were like, hey, man, the one thing that you're missing out with like this really old car is CarPlay. And then I'd be like, oh, okay, well, let's just get CarPlay. But you know what I did? I got the wireless version of CarPlay because mm-hmm. let's just spend all the money. Just take my – I just opened my wallet and said, hey, Sergio. I think that was his name. I said, just take my money because I need CarPlay. And I got a backup oh. cam now? A backup cam. You're insane. You're insane. I don't even need to turn my head. I just say, let's go back up. And then I see it right there. (laughs) Oh, what? I don't even need to use the rear view mirror anymore. What? Oh. How come don't talk about CarPlay? I'm so thrilled that you could join us all in the year 2021, finally. It's great. Good times. (laughs) The last thing we need to close out with is the Harry, the Meghan, and the Oprah saga. I need to hear about this. First of all, they open up with, you're not being paid to do this. And Megan's like, absolutely not, not getting paid to do this. And I'm like, sis, you're no longer on the fucking Westminster Downton Abbey payroll, lady. Get yours. But whatever. I guess it makes it so it doesn't seem like there's like some sort of agenda. But whatever. Make your money is my thought. If you got something that someone wants to pay for, then you should fucking sell it. That's my business one-on-one for you guys. The first part of the interview is just Oprah talking to Megan. Like, it's kind of of like, let's just leave the dipshit boys out of this and just talk between us girls, which I loved, by the way, because he's the prince and he's not even allowed to talk at the beginning, which is the best. And so basically, Megan just starts dragging the fucking royal family. In the nicest way possible. Anyways, and so I guess like the, the press is really bad in Britain too, and they're just like anti Megan because she's American and she's an actress. I don't I really don't understand. And apparently there was some saga about like Megan made Kate cry about like the bridesmaid dresses or like the flower girls dress. I don't even know. It sounds so stupid. It sounds so stupid. And then Megan throws in a curveball and is like, it was actually the other way around. Kate made me cry, and it's like, <gasps> what? No way. Then there's like some weird interludes. They're feeding chickens for some reason, and Harry just <laughs> looks like such a dipshit, just like, here, chicken, chicken, chicken. It's like feeding chickens. You're like, what's happening here? And then they bring in Harry, and I'm sitting there thinking, like, there's no way Harry's going to back all this, screw over his dad and his brother and his grandma. And you know what Harry does? Harry says, don't give a fuck. Dropping that bomb. I agree with everything you're saying. 
and it was amazing. Amazing. Also really fucked up. Like the big story, the big headline is, is that the crown was concerned with what color the babies were going to be. And you're like, Jesus Christ, that's not fucking cool. And then since it's come out, not the queen, but it's someone in the family. So you're like, oh, so it was either Kate or it was Charles. You know, like who else, who else is there to be so racist? Mm -hmm. Here's like my weird like takeaway. So, and I understand like British people probably don't want Americans infiltrating like their thing, you know? Mm -hmm. And so they're like really mean to Megan. And Megan talks about, you know, it got so bad that she was having suicidal thoughts, which is really sad. And then she went to like the institution, which is such a weird way of being like the people that live in the palace. And they were like, there's nothing we can do. You like, you can't get help, which is like, wait, what? Like, this is terrible HR. I don't understand. You feel for Harry because, like, the man is so damaged from his mother passing and the way that she Mm -hmm. passed. And he's, like, obviously doesn't want history to repeat itself. You know, he's seen this story play out before. And I get people not liking her because she's American and she's not part of, I don't know, I guess, like, British elite. I don't even understand. But here's the thing that you don't fuck with when it comes to Americans. You don't fuck with our celebrities because we don't have royalty. All we have is fucking celebrities over here. And you guys are coming after one of our own? I think not, motherfuckers. This is going to be America versus the Brits. Fucking Revolutionary War number two. Because we are not taking that shit. America's a pit. Actually, I don't really don't know. But it's an amazing (laughs) interview. You need to go watch it. Yeah. Okay, I do need to watch it. Dude, she just fucking drags. And he and Harry drags. Everyone drags. Wow. The Royal YFT. Seriously. Steamy. Wow, what a time. Well, shall we talk Patreon? Yeah, let's do it. You said it right. uh, It takes me, I have to think about it for like a solid two Mm -hmm. seconds before it comes out of my mouth, you know? Yeah, I know, I know. So we talked about this a little bit last week. We're so freaking excited to expand the YFT franchise. Mm-hmm. Call it a franchise. It makes me feel better about myself. Yeah. And so we have launched what well, we're about to launch a Patreon. And if you guys don't know what that is, it's basically exclusive access to YFT. And there's a couple different tiers that um, we'll run through in just a second. But basically, you can get access to ad-free episodes. We're also going to do a YFT live every month for Patreon members. You'll be able to have input in the show. We're going to put some polls up on there so you guys can vote on stuff. You guys can share your recommendations that we can include in the show. Lots of good stuff. Also, if you sign up, you get the cutest freaking mug I've ever seen. It's a free gift for everybody that signs up. And we've got a big launch event coming up this week for everyone that signed up early. So I'm pumped. This is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a way for you guys to become like more interactive on the show. And one of the things is if you sign up, you get a shout out in grandpa voice. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. Are we ready to do it or? I think so. These are the greatest people in the world. They all have the huge wieners and lots of money in the bank account. And we love them dearly here on YFT. Here's a shout out from Grandpa to the true YFTers out there. Kim T from Ontario, Canada. It's cold up there, but your heart is warm and we love you. Wow. Also, a big shout out to Beth K 
from Georgia, which has amazing peaches. And I'll tell you this, Beth, you are a peach. (laughs) (laughs) Lots of love to Biz H from PA. Your name is Biz. What is that short for? (laughs) (laughs) Is your full name Busy? I don't understand. But anyway, shout out to Biz. Or maybe it's Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Nope, that still doesn't work. Byzantine, I don't know. Michelle O from Kansas City, which I can only assume that's Michelle Obama, and she's a lover of the show. (laughs) Apparently, she's moved from Chicago to Kansas City because of tax reasons. I don't know. Okay, you know KS is not Kansas City. It's Kansas State. Yeah, but Kansas City (laughs) is in Kansas or Missouri, either way. Yeah, but how do you know it's Kansas City? All it says is KS. Where else are you living in Kansas? I don't know. Manhattan? Lawrence? No, you're living in Kansas City. Shout out to Kelly C. from M- Missouri. Maybe she lives in Kansas City too. I don't I think there's a better shot of that one. Maybe. Tammy W. from Texas. Everyone from Texas is named Tammy. <laughs> That's what I've learned like, from my journeys. Tammy Taylor. Tammy Taylor. Right. Exactly. Right in headlights. Also, shout out to Alicia T. from New Jersey. Alicia. I once made love to an Alicia T. from New Jersey, and it was glorious. And I remember it fondly. Her boobs were nice and firm, and we got married. Then she left me for Kim T. from Ontario. (laughs) My God. And lastly, shout out to Mary from West Virginia. Susan E. from Mississippi. The E stands for erotic. Susan erotic from, I assume, Batesville or Rosedale. I don't know. Also, Jody S. from In. Oh, that means Indiana. I once had a lover named Jody from Indiana. I went Indiana that ass. (laughs) Oh, my God. We are definitely getting a sexual harassment lawsuit. (laughs) Without a doubt. Uh, Yeah. I'm freaked. Yeah. And that's it. That's all I have. Wow. I hope you guys enjoyed that more than I did. That's what they're paying for, Brandy. I know. It concerns me, honestly. (laughs) I'm concerned about the Wyatt Tears out there. They're paying for. (laughs) Um, All right. Is that it? You got some muse? You got some muse? I listened to some shit, okay? Yeah, you were in a car. I think we've played, or I've played some Philip LaRue before. Do you know who he is? I don't know. Oh, he's got a new song out called Night Swimming. I like him. He's a vibe. Great driving music. Well, Night Swimming is an R.E.M. song, so maybe this is a cover. I've noticed noticed that a lot of people are doing covers because it lets Uh them release music without having to release new music, so they don't feel bad about not touring behind it but let's see if this is him covering oh also my boy drake's got I don't think that is R.E.M. No, I also don't think so. You see it? Falling out. I forgot my shirt at the water's edge. 
OG. Dean Lewis, you say? Yeah, he's got a new song called Falling Up. That's good. Did you ever get into St. Vincent? St. Vincent did a project with David Byrne of the Talking Heads that I like loved. Um, oh. But yeah, does she have some new stuff? Yeah, she's got a new song uh, called Pay Your Way in Pain. She's just such a vibe. Like if you ever get a chance to see her live, she's so freaking cool. Just really unique sound, really talented performer. I think it's been a while since she's put out some music. So this is exciting. I can dig. She's so cool. Is that all you got? Yeah, that's it. I got some stuff. Um, oh, you do. I do. You know, a couple of days ago, it was International Women's Day. Mm-hmm. And I saw that Lake Street Dive have a new track out. And I thought it was appropriate for International Women's Day. So here's a song called Being a Woman that I liked a lot. Love it. Being a woman is a full-time job. I saw Nathaniel Rateliff put out some new stuff. Here's the live version of Having a Party. And this guy's voice is just the best ever. Good 
And I believe that's with Preservation Hall Jazz Band, which, uh, that's about as good as it gets, kids. Cute. Yeah. All right. Um, we good? We good? I think so. We good? Yeah. yeah. Let's get the fuck out of here. Okay. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I'm going to go out on this one. You ever seen R.E.M. Live? No. Man. Night swimming. Missing out, dude. Deserves a quiet night. Okay, bye! The photograph on the dashboard Taken years ago Turned around backwards so the windshield shows Every This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.